Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right, welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast here on NewWorkRevolution.com. This is your host, Brandon Allen, and today's podcast comes from Client Inspiration. So I had a, a coaching call recently where we talked about building trust and, and really, you know, how do we create an environment and a culture in an organization where people really want to follow us and they want to respect what we do as leaders and the mission that we're on. And I talk about this a lot in workshops that I do as, as, as one major piece to scalability in a business is the ability to move people. How do we move people to take action and do the things that uh, we need done in the organization? And a big component of people movement is getting people to follow us, which takes trust, right? We, we, can't, we can't expect people to follow our direction if that trust isn't present, if they're not sure that, that where we're going is going to be something that's worth their while or, some, or, or a place that they want to go to to begin with. And the first place I start with this whole thing is, again, being mission-oriented. I talked about stewardship in the last episode. Being mission-oriented is so important. And connecting people with the big picture why that, look, everything that we do is in service to other people. It's in service to all the different stakeholders of our business. And I never want people to lose sight of that because as soon as the motives seem to be self-centered or self-focused around the leader that trust starts to erode with people around you. So I wanted to talk about some building blocks of trust, some things that that I feel like have to be present if we want to create trust. Now, as I talk about this, if I'm being honest, I haven't always been a good leader in, in some of these areas. And because of that, I had my own struggles in management and leadership, particularly early on in my career, uh, with getting people to follow me and, and with my own ability to move people. And the more that I've dove into leadership, the more I teach it, the more I utilize it in my own business, the more I coach on it, the more I start to recognize certain patterns that must be present if we want to move people and and if we want to build trust, if we want people to believe in who we are, what we are, and where we're going. The first thing that I want to talk about is huge. This is an area that I really struggled with, particularly early in my young life, is self-awareness, being self-aware. What is it that you're good at? And if you want to be a leader who builds trust, you want to be a leader that's self-aware. There's nothing worse than hearing a leader brag about something that they're good at that everyone knows they suck at. And hopefully that's not you. But I've seen leaders brag about things that they're good at, that their entire team says that person is not good at that. In fact, they're terrible at it. Self-awareness is important. I want people to know what I feel like my strengths are. I want them to know what my weaknesses are. I want them to know what I struggle with, those kinds of things. Now, this kind of goes into the whole authenticity and vulnerability piece as I'm talking about this, but understanding who you are first and foremost around self-awareness is important because people know who we are and they can see our flaws, they can see our strengths, sometimes better than we can. What a team member wants to know is, are you aware of your limitations as well? 
because you may point out my own flaws and limitations, but are you aware of your own? So the second piece to this, uh, self-awareness, the second step of trust building is authenticity and vulnerability, and it's sharing those things that we struggle with, those things that uh, maybe aren't ideal, those situations that have come up that we've recognized our own part in it. And being authentic and being vulnerable is not a sign of weakness that people say that it is, because I've heard this in leadership. In fact, early on in my career, I was always told, look, you don't tell people what you're weak at. You don't tell them what you're bad at. You know, that's a sign of weakness. And when people sense weakness, they'll take advantage of it. And I tried that approach. But what I recognize is that it created a real divide between me and the people that I was trying to lead. When I started to be authentic and more vulnerable, Now people started to respect that and they understood that, you know what, Uh, Brandon is tapping into his self-awareness and he's sharing that with people openly. What does this look like in the working world? It it means acknowledging mistakes when they happen and acknowledging my port mistakes. When things go wrong in an organization, there's a lot of people that we can point fingers at, but I always want to take as the leader a look at my responsibility and things that don't work out the way that I want them to. If I have a tough exchange with someone, if something doesn't get executed in the way that we want it to, I want to acknowledge, hey, this is where maybe I could have done a better job here, or maybe I wasn't as clear explaining this, but in any event, we're here now. I acknowledge there's some things that I need to work on as a leader in this area, and and now I'm inviting other people to work on those things as well, but it goes across a lot better if I can be authentic and vulnerable. And part of authenticity is just letting people know uh, you know, where uh, where I stand on certain things and being open about you know, where I'm at in certain areas. I don't want to be one of those leaders, and I know leaders who hold things close to the vest. They only give you the information that they feel like you need at the time that you need it, and they're very guarded about that. And there's a time and a place for that approach, right? Because sometimes leaders can be oversharers, and that creates a lot of chaos and uncertainty for people. But I know other leaders who are so close to the vest and shut off that it's there's always a feeling that there's something political or there's an agenda at play that I don't know about because the leader's not really sharing that, uh, sharing what's inside of their head with us at any level at all. And that beca- that can become very disconcerting over time to work for a leader like that. So authenticity and vulnerability is so key. Are you being authentic? Are you being vulnerable? Are you sharing that with your team? Number three is connection. Connection, I was terrible at this. And connecting is really about, and and there's been a lot of studies around connection and and why that's important, but what people really want to know is, are you a friend or a foe? And connection is about letting people know that I care about who you are. And we can look at our team members in one of two ways. We can look at them as a tool for our production Or we can look at them as a human being that has goals, hopes, dreams, and fears inside the organization, but also outside of the organization. And if I can can marry those two things together, it can be really powerful. But I can't do that if I don't take the opportunity to connect with people. So I'm always looking for ways to connect. One-on-one connection, connecting with fun activities, doing quarterly retreats. Where are ways that we can create shared experiences where people can make themselves known and create better appreciation for each other? C.S. Lewis says that true friendship begins at the moment that one person says to the next, what, you two? I thought I was the only one. P.T. Barnum said, it's hard to hate a man when you know his story. That is the power of connection. When people know that you care about them as a leader 
and that you won't sacrifice their life for the good of the organization, powerful things can happen. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't ask people to make sacrifices. That doesn't mean that we don't ask people to do tough things that may take them away from things that they enjoy outside of the office from time to time. But I don't want that to be the norm. I want that to be the exception, not the rule. And what I want to do is I want to value people in all the different tracks of their life, not just the work track, and acknowledge that people have a life outside of the work that we do. Now, as a business owner, my work may be my personal life's mission, and it may be something that's on the forefront of my mind all the time, but that doesn't mean that that's the same thing for my employees, and it doesn't mean that they don't care. It just means that they don't have the same level of personal investment that I do. So connecting is a great way to just make sure that we're on the same page. And what I want people to know when they work for me is that I care about your well-being. I care about who you are. I care about where you're going. Number four, integrity. If you want trust, you have to be trustworthy. This sounds so easy, right? And I think that when there are times that trust is not present, it's because you are acting out of in, uh, uh, you're acting against integrity. You're 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 acting in a in a lack of integrity in those situations. And when you as a leader act a certain way, whether that be uh, not self aware, when you're not authentic and vulnerable, when you're not a connector, when you're not being in integrity, don't be surprised when the very things that you're not are also qualities that your team will grasp onto and also espouse. So we'll, in the meantime, we'll lament someone else's lack of integrity while our behavior completely lacks integrity um, in in any situation or moment. So self-accountability is so important. If we want to hold other people accountable, if we want to make sure that our words have meat, then we have to follow through and do what we say we're going to do. If you're always in a pattern of not following through on the things that you tell yourself or that you tell other people, that's going to be really tough. And I have leaders who say things like, you know, I always do what I tell my team I'm going to do, but sometimes I let my, or I frequently let myself down. That doesn't make any sense. It's like, look, um, I guarantee you that you're not as flawless in your execution to others as you think you are, especially if you're constantly out of integrity with yourself. Because look, lying to yourself is no uh, is no better than lying to someone else. Um, making sure that you're in integrity with yourself is a great way to make sure that you're in integrity with others. But you can't you can't do what you aren't. So I can't do integrity and I can't have integrity if I'm not a person who's being in integrity. That is so important. So things that you say have to mean something. That doesn't mean that you're always going to execute flawlessly and that things are always going to work out exactly the way that you said they would. But the spirit of integrity has to exist there. And that has to be the exception in terms of lack of execution. It can't be the rule. So integrity is so important. If you want accountability for others, You've got to have self-accountability to start. Number five, communication. Your ability to have tough conversations and share information is huge. If you withhold information, if you're not an over-communicator, which listen, for most of you listening to this right now, you need to be an over-communicator. You're probably a visionary person who, who hears the music and sees the vision in your head really clearly, and you're likely terrible at getting that clear vision that's in your head out of your mouth 
and into the minds and the hearts of other people in your organization. Communicate and over-communicate. And part of integrity and part of building trust is letting people know where they stand. And if you don't have the courage to let people know when they're screwing up, when you don't have the courage to let someone know when they hurt you or they did something that you didn't appreciate, how are you supposed to have a powerful relationship with that person? You can't. And so if that person, uh, and look, we always worry about what is the other person going to say, but my experience was when I started to really dive into this and own it, my team appreciated me more, not less, because they always knew where I stood. They knew I got rid of the passive-aggressive communication crap that I used to do, and I started to speak more clearly with more intention and more boldly in some cases, obviously with grace and truth, right? Those two things need to be present, grace and truth. Can't be all truth, no grace. Can't be all grace, no truth. But when I started to speak those tough things, my team recognized that, you know what? He's willing to have the conversations that are tough with the right people at the right time, and he'll do that in a way that honors them, and I had to be very intentional and specific about doing that. But communication is so important. If you want something or need something, communicate. I don't know how many times I've had this scenario happen. I talk to a leader. We talk about a a specific uh, other manager or leader on their team. And they say, you know, Brandon, it would be really helpful if you would talk with them. Great. I'll do that. Hey, um, you know, why don't you have them reach out or whatever? They're like, yeah, you know, reach out to them. Then I'll reach out to the leader you know, and, and reach out to them and, and, and I'll, we'll get something set up. And then we say, well, Hey, what kind of context did you get around this call and what it was about? Oh, well, the, the leader didn't really tell me anything about what it was about. I'm not even really sure what I'm supposed to be talking to you about right now. And you can hear the level of uncertainty and the irritation, even at some level in that person's voice, as they kind of talk about their own frustration with, look, I know I'm getting on the call with you right now to do a coaching session, but I don't know why. In fact, my assumption is, is it's because I'm doing poorly in some area. So clearly I need help. And that's not always the case, right? And I would not want someone to think that that's why I'm talking to them to begin with, but that communication is important at every turn. If we talk about creating an experience, communication is at the heart of that. What are all the different touch points and all the different ways that we want to communicate well with people so that they're on the same page and they feel appreciated and led into the big picture of what we're thinking about in terms of where we're going, why we're going there, and what we're doing. Number six, appreciation. Oh my goodness. So hard, right? You know, I'm the kind of person that really drives hard and my satisfaction is in the result. Man, there's just nothing more satisfying than seeing a result. I don't need a ton of attaboys. I don't need an award. I don't need a plaque. Now, if you want to send me a plaque or give me an attaboy, for instance, like a rating on the podcast, like that's always helpful. I like that. Don't get me wrong. So please, by all means, if you're listening to this and you like it, you can rate the show right now. See, look at that. That's just shameless self-promotion right there. But I like it. I like to have an attaboy, but I don't need an attaboy all the time. But some people need that reassurance. They need that appreciation. And, you know, we don't want people to feel like, you know what, I work for someone who's just never satisfied or happy with my work, and they're always being critical, things like that. I want to make sure that positivity is present so that they feel like, you know what, I, I this person appreciates me. And when we talk about trust, if someone feels appreciated and valued by someone else, there's going to be some trust that's present there. The last thing, and this is so important, right? Uh, with all due respect to Aretha Franklin, respect is a critical piece to building trust. If someone knows that they are respected as a human being, as an employee, and respect 
means a lot of different things. Respect means I don't treat you like a baby. Respect means that I don't talk to you like you're an idiot in a condescending way. Respect means that I give you the benefit of the doubt. Respect means that I trust you with high-level things without micromanagement. There's a lot of aspects of respect that go into that. Respect is in how I communicate with you in a way that honors you. All of these things have respect present. And when respect is present, then trust can exist. But if there is no respect present, do not expect trust on the backside, right? If you don't respect other people, and look, some of those scenarios I just told you about, look, if I trust you with something, right, you're going to feel like, hey, this person trusts me, therefore I trust them. And you can build those. Um, But respect is so important. I see respecting uh, not happening with people. And when we don't respect people, Man, it's just really hard to move them when they don't feel like they're honored. When we get these seven things wrong, we have people who are disconnected. They're disconnected to the work that we do. They're disconnected to the leadership. They're disconnected to the team. They're disconnected to the culture. And when people start to show up disconnected, it's really frustrating for a leader. And what they think is that they have to be a controller. In order to get a, a handle of this, like, how dare you? I'm going to put rules in place. I'm going to put regulations in place. No one is going to disrespect me in my house. No one's going to treat me like that. We start to create that control and we start to hold on tighter and tighter and tighter. The reality is, is the tighter you hold on, man, the, the less of a grip that you have on the situation and what's going on. But when we get trust right, when we get trust right, and look, I have, uh, I have been in organizations and, and unfortunately led organizations that have done poorly in this area, but I've also uh, turned that around and I've been a part of a lot of organizations that have had high level success and have done this right. When we get these trust elements right, self-awareness, authenticity, and vulnerability, connection, integrity, communication, appreciation, and respect, what we do when we get this right is we have influence. And when I have influence, I have an employee's ear and they're listening to me and they're trusting me and they're looking at me and they're saying, Brandon, you are a leader that I feel comfortable following. You're a leader that I support. You're a leader that I agree with and I'm going to have your back. You can count on me to have your back because I know, Brandon, that you have mine. That is not an impossible scenario to create. That's a, that's a culture that I've created many times, so I know it's possible. But what would it look like in your own organization if you really felt like my team had my back and I have their back? And you know what? As leaders, guess what we have to do? We have to do the tough work and we have to go first. And sometimes that means having other people's back that don't necessarily have our back initially. Because what I want to do as a people mover is I want to win people over to my way of thinking. And I don't do that through force and control. I do that through influence and all the different keys that I talked about there. So if you want to be a leader with influence that builds trust, take a look at those seven areas. Look at where you can do things differently and do things better. And if you have questions, please... Go to newworkrevolution.com, send me your questions. I'd be happy to answer them. If you enjoyed the show, share it in social media, rate the show on iTunes. Man, a lot of you guys have been doing that recently. I really appreciate you guys doing that. I appreciate the support. It means a lot to me. Thank you everyone for listening. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.